We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Tuesday, January 15th. Miami Heat Beat is hosting another watch party poolside at Duffy's in North Miami. Come out and watch with us as the Miami Heat take on the Milwaukee Bucks at 8 p.m. There's going to be games, drink specials, and you'll even have a chance to win Heat Beat's newly released Justice Better t-shirt. Plus, someday... You'll be able to tell your grandkids that you were there when Five Reasons finally broke their watch party curse. Okay, fine. I'm not making any promises, but we're 0-8 right now when this f***ing losing streak's gotta end at some point, right? So come on down and hang out with some of your favorite Heat Beat personalities, as well as other members of Five Reasons Sports. That's Tuesday, January 15th. Poolside at Duffy's, 3969 Northeast 163rd Street, North Miami Beach. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello, welcome back. We have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. What a guan. The what? Leaf, can you explain? Leaf, can you explain that? Did you that say what up, for? iguana? You call him Leaf. I said Leaf. Well, I did <laughs> say Leaf. Yeah. Leif, can you explain not, to him what I said? Not, not if you call me Leaf, man. No, <laughs> I, said Leif. I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> That's our saucy what a guan, Nuggets insider. I said. What a guan. Can somebody explain this to me? My youth. Saucy but, Nuggets, Lefty Leaf, could you explain that to me? Heat Beat Insider? I refuse to. <laughs> okay, then we are, mo- we are moving on. Ask a Jamaican. Oh, my best friend's Jamaican. I will, I will text him as soon as the show's over. Um... And we are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I am contractually obliged to remind you to listen to our family of shows from Ballscast to Ethan and Chris Whittingham's Five Reasons Flagship, OJ McDuffie Show, uh, Chris Chambers, all the stuff on the network. And importantly, we're having a watch party January 15th at Duffy's in North Miami as the Heat take on the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks tip-offs at 8 p.m. Come with some shirts, drink specials. We're going to have games. We're going to have the game. Uh, All your favorite Heat Beat and Five Reasons peeps are going to be out there so come check us out come have a beer with us come have a drink with us uh come up to me and i'll take yeah your shots with you i'll do whatever you want just come out have fun oh uh, last watch party was cool alf how badass is that we are were you, poolside are you whoring yourself out there <laughs> i want people to come no because like last time I'll was do so whatever fun you want that sounds funny man i'll do whatever you want 
Okay. I'll let you pick my Bumble bio if you want. Just come on and support. You know, do whatever. Just just have fun with us. We're going to be poolside. It's also dockside, so if you want to bring your boat in, you can you can legit, like, pull your boat in and, like, watch a game from your boat because we had a big-ass projector right on the water, right next to the pool. Huge, great crowd of listeners and Heat Twitter people. So that was a lot of fun, and we, we're, we're doing that again at Duffy's in North Miami. Check that out. Check out Emma, at MIA Heapy. All right. <clears throat> So we haven't been on this calendar year. I know that Brian dropped the best of podcast uh, on the New Year's Eve Eve. However, lots of stuff has happened. So last night the Heat lose to the Hawks, which felt anomalous, and we're going to get into that in like later. But the the main thing I kind of want to start with is D Wade coming back in the All Star ballot, like on, on the fan voting, looking good, second place among guards. Brian, do you have those numbers? Dwayne Wade has 409,156 votes. He's second in guards in the East. First is Kyrie Irving with 910,000 votes. And knowing how Kyrie is, he'll probably get hurt. He'll get an ankle sprain or he'll like hurt his knee. He'll get tendonitis and he won't play. So like D-Wade's looking pretty good. The third place is Kemba Walker with 319,000 votes. Did I just tack on like an extra 200K votes for him? You sure did. That's 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 that culture. Yeah. Also games in Charlotte this year, which I think we might have a couple people going from our site. Maybe, maybe. I emoji, I emoji, I emoji. We cannot know, have Kemba Walker in an All-Star game starting. We can't do I know it. we're supposed to pump up Dwayne, but maybe the best thing to do is like just cause some like controversy around Kemba <laughs> or just like make up a rumor. I like that. Just so we like just, we complete, sabotage we sabotage complete, the others. Yeah, complete slander. Like, let's just make, like, like Kemba's going to be traded to the Heat? No, just no something worse. Like he, <laughs> Yo, he, separates, he separates families at the border. So sure. <laughs> He's a Trump voter. Yeah, just be like, yo. He's MAGA. Like, let's, like, let's somebody Photoshop a MAGA hat. Yeah, on. let's have brass Photoshop a MAGA hat on Kemba. Actually, that might raise his value in North Carolina. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, we got, we got, we got to workshop this. We got to work. But dude, who the hell wants Kemba Walker starting in the All Star game over Dwayne Wade? The entire city of Charlotte. The, who cares about them? Charlotte. Jordan. Even the people in Charlotte would rather see Dwayne Wade in the All Star. Yeah, for game. real, dude. They don't want to watch Kemba. Like, and now the way the All Star team works is that like people pick teams. I mean, Wade and LeBron one last time. How how is that not something that people want? You think LeBron would use his? I mean, obviously, it is something that people want. Look at the voting, man. Like that that was really surprising. I think sometimes we down here because we have a um, we have a complex about this stuff. Like we don't realize how much Dwayne's beloved around the NBA. Like we see it. Like you saw it last night in Atlanta. Like that was wild, man. Like he had. I mean, every time he did something, like it was the loudest cheer of the night. It was I mean, but Atlanta's Atlanta cheers for every other team except their own. Oh, that's true, man. I told you guys I used to have season tickets for that team. <laughs> they have more video tributes for other players than they do for their own. <laughs> like, what are they going to keep doing the Dominique Wilkins tribute? Like I after a while, what do like, they got? Yeah, they got movie to Josh Smith and Joe yeah. Johnson. Like those are the, those are the glory days. Mookie Blaylock highlights. Like <laughs> the one. The one thing about the voting, though, is that I don't think the starters are completely on fan vote. Like, I think that there's a percentage of it that's uh, weighted by the fan vote, and then the rest is done by uh, some select media members, and then I think other players or something like that. Oh, but other uh, players will vote, Dwayne. I think other players, I think fan, and if we got the fans and we got the players, I think this works out in our favor. You know what? Like, that makes sense why he's giving me all these jerseys lately. Oh, Dwayne's so woke. Light years ahead. He's uh, and then he's signing autographs at uh, opposing arenas. People are no, going, like, like Dwayne's not a bad guy. I'm voting for him. It's like conditional. Like he's like, we're gonna do this jersey thing, but can you at least uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hook it up, <laughs> hook, hook it up with a vote? You know, he like. So the way that it works now is that so players there are captains, right? The top vote getters get captains. So probably LeBron and Steph or whatever would would again be the the two like to, or does, whatever. Isn't it LeBron and Giannis? It would be LeBron, I guess, yeah. So the two top vote getters, LeBron would obviously be one of them. LeBron picking Dwayne first? Is it like LeBron burning his first pick on Dwayne? Yes. Like, you have to for the homie, right? 100%. For sure. Because you know LeBron still thinks he's going to win anyway. Actually, they don't really care about the game. Like, he just wants wants lobs. That's all he wants. He wants to play with the homie, dude. Do any of you guys get, like, really annoyed by, like, the all-star game purists? 
who yes. get or, or are any of you guys all star game purists where you get mad at the fan vote? Like it bo- it's like so it used stupid. To. Yeah. It used to bother me. It used to bother me when my play when my favorite players weren't rewarded. Like who that, gives this shit? Like yeah. I don't I never understood that. Like no, it's changed. fans it's don't changed. know anything. Like I remember back in the day, All Star voting being like like if you got voted into the All Star game, it was a huge deal, and particularly when you had never had an All Star except Alonzo and you know Tim. Like it, it had taken a while, um, so like at one point it mattered, but now like once you've had all these multiple All Stars and you realize what the game has kind of turned into, like it's just a popularity contest. Like why are we taking that so seriously? Like I think the coach vote or like the reserve vote in general is probably a more compelling thing versus the starters but in my my biggest argument is like who is this game for right it's not for basketball purists because first of all we're going to complain about the game no matter what and we're going to watch it anyway it's to bring in casuals how do you bring in casuals you put the 10 biggest names on the court to start the game like you there's a lot of people there's a lot of like casual fans or you know people who barely watch basketball who know who Dwayne Wade is there's a whole lot of people who have no idea who Kemba Walker is. So you have to you have to get eyes on the game. Why would you like if you're gonna sit there and put put out Nurkic and all like all the you know the, the analytics all stars, like who gives a crap? Paul like, Millsap, yo. Yeah, I know he scores twelve points a game, but his plus minus is off the charts. Well, let me run to my TV and watch this guy box out really effectively. Like that's not what the game is for. The game is for those dribble handoffs off, let me tell you. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what I'm talking about. Dribble oh. handoff all stars. People out there quoting net. Ra- Shut up. Nobody cares about net rating. It's an all star game. Wow. I will say that. I'm take a shot in Nikaias. Yeah, dude. Poor Nikaias. Uh, yeah. Side See, Nikaias is a guy that the all star game is not for Nikaias. Like, at all. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not for anybody on this podcast. Anybody do this for weight at all? I like the all. I like the All Star game. I know it matters to players. Like I'm sure that this matters for Dwayne. Like it has to matter for Dwayne. It's his yes, last I one. understand. Like that part matters for the because you're kind of judged. Like you know when guys go in the Hall of Fame, it's like ten time All Star, eight time All Star, four. Time, you know what I mean? Like th- that stuff adds is added to your resume. So in a way, it kind of does matter if, for for the players because you know that's kind of how you're looked at. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, you but dude, look if, at the Wikipedia article has right under you know your. If one or two All Star games has you on the borderline, you don't deserve to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, but it's just you know sometimes guys only have four, or three. You know what I mean? It's like especially like in the Western Conference, where, like you weren't even the best. You weren't even one of the three best forwards <laughs> during your playing career. Like, that, I, I think that's why people would be upset at at the guard voting because this is probably uh, one of go the. To hell. The only time that Kemba would be able to start. Like, now, I don't, I don't care, but I'm just. This, you know. is, this isn't what's going to keep Kemba out of the Hall of Fame. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I guarantee you when we look back. Oh, that one time Dwayne Wade on his final year got the all-star start over Kemba Walker is not going to be the talking point when Kemba Walker doesn't get into the Hall. So what are we calling this? Because we as a show are officially doing a movement to get Dwayne in the all-star game. What? So what's this? What, what movement are we going with, Alf? What's the hashtag? We're going to go with Wade Weekend. Wade Weekend. It's his weekend. Yeah, because I, th- I think the Heat are doing one last chance. Yeah. For one last, it's Wade's weekend. Like, give give him, man, think of it how cool that's going to be. Wade. It's it like the entire Wade. weekend is going to be about him. It's going to be this generational player, a top 25 player ever. One of, the, one of the best human beings to ever touch a basketball. It's his last time kind of being the center of basketball. Right, like Dwayne has been at the center in 2006, and with the big three, and he's always been, you know, he's been a like an important figure in basketball, and it's probably going to be the last time that he's going to be this at the center of everything. Because I mean, I, unless the Heat are making a playoff run for a championship, which I'm not, I mean, maybe a second round appearance, but wait, like this, well, this why could, not? <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, yeah. just yeah, better. You think he's going to Kobe Chuck? Thinking oh, he better game? in the All Star game. He better, dude. It's 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 about him. And they're gonna probably try to get him the MVP. A I mean, couple if, clear outs. If, a la I mean, Magic Johnson. They gotta put Dwayne because Kemba will probably get in on the coach's vote. You know, if he doesn't get in, voted in. And if if that does happen, they have to separate them because Dwayne needs to get the MVP. And like we can't have like the team trying to feed both of them. Because, you know, that Kemba's a home guy. Uh the system voting, just so we all know, is fifty percent fans, twenty five percent media, twenty five percent players vote. Anthony Chang, do the right thing and vote for Dwayne. Ira, Barry, 
I'm calling you all out. I wish we had a vote. We should get a vote. Ethan, make us. Ethan, make this happen. Ethan, get us a vote. Get all ten of yeah. us a vote. They would be like, the only guy qualified enough to vote is Nikias, and he's the only one who doesn't care about the all-star. Yeah, guys, he'll, he'll forego his vote. He we're on the blue book. Wait, 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 we're on the blue book. You don't think we get a vote? That's right, we're on the blue oh, book. Get us a damn vote, Ethan. Nikias is gonna. Nikias is gonna base it completely on stats. The guy's gonna have a spreadsheet. He's gonna graph right, yeah, it. It's, it. At the end, it's going. It's going to show you who's most deserving of an all-star. Uh, vote because of net rating or some. It's going to end up being on off this, a, a series of on off stats. Yeah, it's be yeah. But but I, I'll balance it out though because if I get a vote, I'm voting for Justice Winslow. That's what I'm saying. If they gave all ten of us a vote, it'd be it, there'd be like some weird like why does Justice Winslow have ten All Star votes? Why is he just why is he just, why is he a starting point guard in All Star game? Why is why it? is DJJ getting votes? Because he deserves them. Why didn't Which, Hassan Whiteside get a single vote? <laughs> Shocker. Oh my god. So kind of kind of talking from DJJ. He's been amazing. Like Eric Reed at the beginning of the season saw him as a first round talent, and I, I even I kind of laughed at that. I was like, come on, man. The dude has been flat out awesome. Like, for him to be a positive on the court this quick and just getting deservingly crunch time minutes and like they play great basketball when he's on the floor. He helps them in a lot of ways. The only thing he doesn't really do is spread the floor, but you know, they've, they've had enough offense where that doesn't matter. Like he's been, he's been the most, I would say the most surprising part of this season. That given that justice Winslow has gone crazy since around Thanksgiving. So I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm like super happy that they found yet another diamond in the rough. No, nah, man, I agree. Like the cool thing about him is like he's learned how to use that athleticism and not just jump around like an idiot. Like he's using it for rebounding, blocking shots. Like he's somehow he's taken all that crazy length and athleticism and stuff that seems like it's only good for a dunk contest and actually turned it into viable NBA skills. His activity around the offensive glass, I've never seen anything like it. Like he he thinks he deserves every offensive rebound and he's going to jump over the seven foot two guy to get it. It doesn't matter. And like, it's just fun and it's refreshing. And I wrote it on Twitter. It's one of the coolest things when him and Bam are in the heat oh, yeah. are the more athletic team on the floor. Like when's the last time we could say that? Like we haven't been the more athletic team on the floor in a long ass time, even during the big three years. Yeah. Because like <laughs> Eric Dampier and Mike Bibby. Like, like when was it? Like if you really I mean, think about that. I can't even, I mean, maybe Dwayne's first year. Yeah. Like with Ello and Karan and them guys. Yeah. Um, because I mean, in big three years, it was guys like Udonis Haslam, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, Ray Allen. Uh, what's the peak of athleticism. Yeah. Rashard Lewis. LeBron kind of. Rashard Lewis was getting finals athletic, minutes. Though. LeBron I mean, e- even the year, out. even the year they went young after after that tank 2007 season. I mean, Chalmers and Beasley are not like these hyper athletic young players, and neither is Darrell Wright or stuff like that. So yeah, don't sleep on Jamari Moon. Jamari, yeah, Jamari, oh, Jamari, Jamari jump over the moon. Yeah, <laughs> we said that at the same time. <laughs> this season has been so weird because in the games where we're winning and we're starting to climb back up through the standings, it's happening, and the young guys are kind of leading it and. As much as I kind of wanted us to punt this season, when you see the young guys being the ones, the catalyst to win games, that's fun. So, like, now I'm engaged in a different way than I was earlier. So, in some kind of weird way, the Dragic injury is really, like, a blessing from a fan perspective is the way that I watch the game. Like, it's fun now. Like, I'm having fun whether they win. And, like, last night I kind of feel was an an anomaly, but – it, with this team, because they've gone sour so many times, you don't know if, oh, no, here comes another six-game losing streak or something crazy like that. But uh, but it's been fun. I mean, like, I, I was feeling bad about this year until this justice thing popped off. But, what, but what's happening is, like, they're making the case for why, and I know Leif wants to get into it, why are we keeping some of these older guys around that actually have value that we could trade? I mean, even if it's for second-round picks, you see what the Heat can do with a second-round pick. Josh Richardson is a second rounder. DJJ, was he even drafted? He might have been undrafted. He might be undrafted. I mean, we, they, they get all these bottom of the scrap pile guys and they're doing great with them. Like, why aren't we looking at, okay, what can we get for Ellington? What can we get for Magruder? 
And because you're seeing that when you play the young guys, you actually can win. And even if you don't win, at least it's like a learning experience. There's something to grow from. Like there's nothing to grow from if you're just if you're trotting out Rodney Magruder as you're starting small forward. But think about the guys that they have on the team. Like the guys that are playing significant minutes. Josh Richardson, second rounder. Justice Winslow, lottery pick. DJJ, undrafted. Tyler Johnson, D League. Hassan Whiteside, D League. Um, you know, Bam, drafted. Whiteside was these, a second round pick. Whiteside was a second round pick. Um, like this is Dave Rodney Magruder. Like they found like they've largely just found dudes. I mean, James Johnson was just a dude that they brought here. Right, like a, he was a guy that was largely considered a failure throughout his career, and he brought him here, and he overachieved. And by the way, he's been playing very well of late. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been well, out last huge. night was not no, good, but nobody not good. was good last night. I mean, they were nobody was. I mean, Christian uh, Christian Hernandez, our statistician, posted a tweet earlier about like their shooting percentages on uncontested shot. I think they made like three three baskets that were wide open, and it's just like they got forty. It, it was something like insane like that, and. Yeah, it was that, yesterday. I feel like it was a throwaway game. Like, I don't. I don't really feel like you could take a lot from what happened yesterday. Miami they, shot. They went out Saturday night in, in Atlanta. They did a strip club deal. You, Matt, they were in Magic City all night, man. I've been. I've been to Magic City. It's hard to go home. Is Atlanta hard like that? I've been to Magic City broke. Imagine if I had money. I don't think Kelly is the kind of guy who'd do that. Well, Kelly yeah, was he, Kelly was up late smart. waiting for everybody. Yeah, so. Kelly. Kelly was worried. I, I I could see Kelly Olynyk in the lobby with a robe, like tapping his foot as everyone walks in, like looking at his watch. Like, really, guys? Come on, I don't fellas. know. This team doesn't look like they have a lot of partiers. Like even Hassan. Like Hassan just stays home with his fish and plays Xbox. They were at yeah. Magic City. That's how we. That's how we're gonna. That's talk how we're, this that's game how we're frame. That's how we're gonna talk this out of Keep this loss. Yeah. I bet JJ and Dion would go out and party. Yeah, JJ and Dion for sure. Dion first hits the buffet and then he parties. Dion was at Waffle House till like six thirty in the morning. You know, I've only been to a Waffle House once. I wasn't impressed. Were you? How drunk were you? I was stone sober. I went for breakfast. No, ill, dude. You never. Oh, I heard people talk so much about how great Waffle House was, and I was like, all right, let's Ugh. go to a Waffle House. I, th- I thought it opened at one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly you have to take a breathalyzer test to get in like you're not drunk enough for this food they got like bounces at the door yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta go in there like shitty shitty drunk or or high or whatever whatever your personal vice is what and is you gotta that? get you gotta get like on a one that, that frisco melt i think it's called which is something I would never eat sober. I've never. Oh, what the hell's a, what the hell's a Frisco melt? It's like it's like it's literally like Texas toast, a burger, cheese, bacon, and some strange sauce that I but wouldn't that, trust. That, where's the where's the waffle? And, oh, you get a waffle too. Like you gorge okay, yourself good. on the worst food of all time, and it's delicious. It's just like it's white, uh, not White Castle, Crystal Burger in Atlanta. Oh, God. It was either Crystal or Waffle House. I could not eat a Crystal Burger sober to save my life. When I was drunk, I'm like, yo, give me like 20 of them bitches. <laughs> and I'm going ham. Anyway. I, f- I feel like we all learned something today. I don't drink. I like your food takes better than G's. Yeah, I'm like, G- I'm looking for Yelp reviews. I'm like, oh, three and a half stars. <laughs> would catch me dead in there. Snob. I use that. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about the zone defense. And it's going to be very brief. But, like... Spolstra does his best work when, excuse my language, Brian, write this down, when he just does bullshit. Like, bullshit's the stuff that works with, with Spo. You did not or you did? I'm not going to write it down. Okay. Oh, whoa, with that. So, like, Rebel. Spo, and he's kind of historically always, even with the big three, like, they would they would do bullshit. Like, they run kind of weird sets and they do funky things with guards as bigs. And now what he's doing is this, like, weird zone that has been oddly really effective when there's a league right now that all it does is shoot a bunch of threes and the zone defense. They have about like eight of their possessions uh, are zone defense, which is quite a bit. Um, And they have double the amount of zone possessions as the next highest team, which is the Knicks, which is just like crazy. So they're just running massive amounts of zone and it's working and they're allowing 0.85 points per possession. So like, it's like great. Like this has been mind blowingly effective at a time when the NBA, like, you would think that that wouldn't work. And I have no, I cannot explain it. 
I feel like the zone uh, was a um, a product of Spo throwing his hands up and saying, I don't know what the hell I'm about to do with this season. And uh, he gave it a shot and it's worked. And, you know, I actually was talking about it with a friend of mine and, and he said, maybe the way that you beat these, these golden state warrior type teams that are really spreading you out um, is if you had five LeBron like athletes with playing like a matchup zone. And like, maybe that's what this evolves into as a way of, um, of combating that style of play. And I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something to that, but it's been fun to watch, but not aesthetically pleasing to watch. No, I, and I think, I think what Leif is saying is right. I think what happened was if you remember the beginning of the year, they were scoring a bunch of points and they were losing like, because they're trying to like Spo would love to play fast, loose and free pace and space. He just does not have the horses for that offense. Like he can't, they can't sustain it. So he decides, you know what? I'm going to muck this thing up. I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to put it, I'm just going to make the most disgustingly slow. Like I, there's, there's been times off of an, off a defensive rebound, like you literally see Justice Winslow look up, like want to run and just say, you know what? I'm just going to try. <clears throat> like less possessions, the better, because we're not good at offense. So let's slow this thing down. And I think that's what the zone does. Like, a lot of times you just see them taking really bad shots because nobody knows what to do to do with the zone anymore because they, they've been out of college for 10 years. So, like, I think Spo, like Spo just said, listen, I want to win, so here's what we're going to do. We're, it may not be fun. It may not be uh, aesthetically pleasing. It may not be uh, 2019 basketball, but what it is, it's going to win us some games. And, listen, I mean, more power to them. Like, you got you to take your hat off to them for – you see – yourself in a situation where you're probably not going to succeed. So yeah, you pull something out your ass and see if it works. And so far it's worked. The heat are 25th in pace since November 27th. So that's around the time that this all started happening. And um, yeah, I mean that, that would, that would exactly tell you what, what you're seeing is that they're, they're mucking it up. They're playing slow and they're, they're trying to force turnovers. They're not trying to, like, the turnovers have been kind of the tell for them, if they turn the ball over a lot, they lose because they're not good at offense and they can't be giving away free baskets like that. And they, they have a lot of takeaways. Like, they have really active guys. Like, DJJ is super active. Dwayne's always been an active in the passing lanes guy. Justice as well. So, and- Yeah, see, this team, to me, if they had a superstar that they could run with... Jimmy. Okay, like... <laughs> if they had a superstar that they could run with, yes, they could play fast. They do have the... You know, they have the athletes to do it, but the problem is they don't have a leader to, to, to lead them in that way. They don't have a guy that they can really rely on to get consistent buckets. So, if, like we've always said, they got a bunch of role players. And Goran, as much as I love him, like Goran will score his points. This year, he's, it's, it's almost like he's a little bit slower. He's taking a step back. And, but Goran's not going to get other guys involved. Like, we know that at this point. Like, let's stop pretending – Warren is too risk averse sometimes, and that's kind of what I really like about passing. Justice. Yeah, yeah, like Goran doesn't want to make the, and part of it I think is size, and he's just he's a really smart player, and he's like I'm I'm not gonna do what I probably can't do. Justice is a guy that's really ambitious with, so he tries to really get it. He tries those cross court after he penetrates, and that's really helped kind of loosen everything a little bit. Like they're not great at offense, but they're good enough to win basketball games because the defense has been awesome. He's so, doing some of what Dion was doing at the um, during the thirty and eleven run. Yep, where Dion was just like kamikaze to the basket, and um, he started finishing better. But he also started slinging that thing around the three point line, and guys were hitting shots. Like it, it, it works when when we can break down the defense a little bit, and also when Hassan's not standing in your way. And I, it's helped Josh too. I think that that's like an underrated part of this is that he's been able to get back to defense. And um, got the ball out of his hands. You got Justice going downhill, and that's something that Josh doesn't really have that aggressive uh, nature to kind of attack. Um, and Justice is doing that, and he's getting guys involved. Like it, it's fun to see him get ten assist games and nine assist games and stuff like that. And uh, are we a Spo apologist podcast? Because last night on the timeline, everyone was trashing him because Dion and Ellington did not play one minute, and here we are applauding him, saying. What a genius he is for implementing the zone. I don't think it's right to like criticize Spo for not playing Ellington and Dion when 
like Ellington hasn't played in a long time, and you're just gonna drop him into a situation and where no one's played playing well. well. In a, he hasn't played well in a long time. Not just hasn't played like he was terrible, terrible when he was playing. He couldn't hit anything. He couldn't defend anybody. Like it was just it was it was a nightmare when he was out there. Just want to state for the record that they exercised caution and did not give him a four year deal. Moving on. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> he. Like this year, he's taking a step back shooting. He's at 30, 37, 36 and a half percent, um, which is really down from his almost 40 percent year last season. Um, so out without saying, like he's not been that elite, elite shooter and he does shoot volume. So I don't think just throwing yeah. him into a situation would have been the best idea. I could understand. I, maybe I could understand last night. Like you weren't winning anyway. You couldn't you couldn't generate any offense. Like, why not? Like, those guys at least will chuck it up and see what happens. Um, but at the same time, like, we complain all the time, like, oh, the young guys aren't getting enough run. Uh, they're not getting enough minutes together. The time that they get the minutes together, yeah, they had to take an L. They had to, yeah, but make them eat that L. Like, it's so dumb. Like, we, the guys you wanted to play played a ton of minutes last night, and they got their asses kicked. Let them get their asses kicked. You want to trot out? Oh, look, Dion to save the day. Like long term, like what is that helping? Oh, oh, cool. You beat Atlanta. Like yeah, yeah great. Talking out of the their mouth. You're right. I think, and these are growing pains that are important. Like guys have to play together, have to figure things out, and you leave your young guys in. Like, hey guys, figure this out. Like shoot through it. And again, the Heat last night got all the shots they wanted. They were, had a bunch of wide open shots, and they shot twenty three percent on wide open uncontested shots. You're gonna lose, and that's fine. This, and so- this fan base has no idea what it wants. Sometimes, like we were pissing and moaning about old guys playing way too much, and then yesterday the complaint is we need more Ellington and waiters. Like we they, need more waiters is a funny sentence. They, like, come on, like, you're gonna get it. I, I I predict that tomorrow night um they let the leash off the on waiters. Yeah, really. You know, I, I was, I, was yeah. I saw I was some silent. people on the timeline uh, conspiracizing that Deion's that post game with Jason Jackson was the last, like that ended his Heat career. Some people felt that his Twitter oh. uh, has Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts not much better either. I mean, just he's mad. Like just, he's I mean, not. Yeah. He like we got a screen cap from Alex. He posted in our group chat his last comment. Said, hey, big homie, tell Spo to play you. Shake my head. Ain't no way you should be playing. It's an offense. Replies back. Emoji. It's shaking emoji and the little Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was. And then yeah. he Can Brian read that again? Because I, I think. Describe it for everybody because now they definitely got it. I think Brian reading that is hilarious. Brian, please hey, read that comment. Homie, in the widest to play you. Shake my head. Ain't no way. Hell, you shouldn't be playing. Instant offense. Waiters. Shrug. It's a shrug emoji. the shrug like we're Brian, on TV. Yeah, like we're on video. Like this I is know. a... We're even broadcasting. Leave his dying. But he had that... He said it... Uh, I don't know if he said it to Ira or who. He's like, yeah, that's the coach's decision. Which, I mean, it is, but... I mean, I get what, why he's mad. I mean, wait, I, I don't did, think... Did what he say was worse than what his son's been saying about minutes? I think the, so. The dog? I think it's, it's all the same. It comes from the same place, and it is not the Udonis Haslam place. End the pup, of discussion. The puppy mill. We <laughs> l- listen. the The more you build your team around guys who approach the game like Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside, the more you lose. End of discussion. Leif, what do Hassan and Dion need to do? What do they need to learn? They need to learn the game. Rest in peace, Spoon. You know what's funny? My sister. So for, this wait, is this wait, is wait, a, wait, wait. Yeah, you need to f- learn the game. <laughs> My favorite drop ever. Was that in the best of? Did you add? Oh, no, I guess that wasn't this year, so you could have added no. in the best of. No. It's in our um, montage for our 100 episode. By the way, we're nearing up 200 episodes. Woo! Exciting. Ooh, exciting honey. stuff here. My sister was lamenting the idea of, of Spoon not being on NBA on Heat Twitter anymore. And I was thinking how, like, probably like half, like, Key Twitter's a different place than it was back in the Big Three era. And I imagine, like, 75% of the people wouldn't get learn the game or they they wouldn't find the humor in, like, they wouldn't know what that is. Or, like, yeah, it's past. It's Which past. It's done. There's, 
there's no there's no subtlety to heat Twitter anymore. Like the subtle humor that came up with stuff like Cobra Dick and things like that. Alf, there's nothing subtle about Cobra Dick and photoshopping but, horse penises on ESPN personalities. Maybe you're right, but I did feel like there was a little nuance to it. I just I, no, we were funny. <laughs> I just feel like everything now is just like ugh, it's just a bunch of whiny babies. Well, now everybody hates each other. Like some people don't like justice better. Some people do like justice better. You know. Oh, that's the the the, the, the I hate justice better crowd. <laughs> They're I, no fun. I, oh my god, I loved it when the Heat broadcast was like. Oh, now it's in your face on the Heat broadcast. You put your phone down to get away from it. No, bitch. Jason Jackson is saying it. How about now? Eric Reed, <laughs> justice better. Now it's not just on those shitty podcasts. Yeah. Did you see Winslow making an executive decision? We're going to slow this down. He loves being the Heat's quarterback right now with Dragic out. Winslow ducks in and finishes. Oh, he went to the right hand there, too. That was outstanding move. At 6-7, went to the left, and then an up and under got to the weak hand and was able to convert Justice Winslow. He had, 15 points. He had seven in the fourth quarter against Orlando a few nights ago. Justice better Winslow. He is really opening eyes this year. Brian, why did you play the god-awful long clip when you just have to cut Eric Reed saying, Justice better and then you don't even have to have the wins. Like, you just cut it off at better. That was Why really did you long. play the entire play? Karate's analysis. Karate. We needed Karate, man. Like, Brian had he to have Karate's up and under analysis on Justice Winslow's finishing. <laughs> Karate's an expert finisher. I mean, if you want a short answer, we got to fill 58 minutes. So that's neat. I mean, you could have just put the Justice better. The joke would have resonated. Bang. Boom. Moving on. To eat it. Sometimes. So, so is Riley going to the Lakers? Oh, God. Justice better. There you go. There you, there you go. You, you hear what Leif wants to talk about. I know what Leif wants to talk about. Leif wants to talk about these rumors that have Pat Riley going to the Lakers. Now, Leif, want to give the people a little backstory on what the hell's going on here? Some uh, former uh, video coordinator for the Washington Wizards that's on Twitter. I guess that's who he is. I don't know who the hell he is, but that's what his profile says he is said that he heard rumblings that uh, Magic would be uh, interested in having Riley come to Los Angeles and bringing Spo with him maybe a year later or something like that. I have heard nothing that indicates that that is real in any way. Um, so I think that that's just a bunch of smoke. But the only reason why I'm not discounting it is that I know that Riley has a couple times looked at the Lakers as a destination that if he were to go anywhere else and maybe riding off in the sunsets a little closer to Malibu, um, so that's why I'm not closing the door on it, but otherwise it's just a Twitter rumor. Leif, it sounds ridiculous. There's no way in hell that Riley would go like if he's not if he's gonna leave this if he's gonna leave Mickey Harrison, it'd be to retire. It wouldn't be to go work with LeBron again. I just don't see him doing making any kind of move at that age. Like I'm, I'm only 37, and like when I think about getting a new job, I'm like, oh my god. Well, and the other part I of it, meet new people. Huh? That also sounds like a horrible position. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing to poke holes in is that as much as they talk about Riley taking Spo, um, like to LA, and like that was part of the rumor that surfaced. Uh, I don't think Riley and Spo are necessarily seeing eye to eye on everything that's going on and transpiring over the last year and a half. So I don't know that, that Spo is ready to just follow Riley wherever he goes. Yeah, I don't. I think that's I think Spo. I think because Spo is here and this is Riley's team and he understands. But like, why would you just go and like why would you join him at the hip and move to that same situation again? Like, I don't see Spo doing that at all. Like. I think Spo wants to kind of create and carve out his own legacy at some point, following Pat Riley to LA, and then being under the shadow of LeBron and Magic Johnson just does not seem. Now I could see at some point, like the Lakers come a calling and try to try to grab Spo, but I mean the Heat would have to fire him first, and that's would never. LeBron happened. want that? I don't know, and like LeBron didn't get it along with Spo at the end either, but he also. He probably misses the kind of structure that he used to have. (laughs) You mean he doesn't have structure with Luke Walden? Yeah, nobody's listening to Luke Walton, bro. Like, nobody. I'm older than Luke Walton. 
I think LeBron would appreciate having Riley and Spo back just as much as they would appreciate having Bron. Like, there's a mutual thing there where, yeah, it would there would be some swallowing of pride and all that, but uh, but they also like winning. And I think once he's been coached by all these other guys, and uh, he kind of maybe sees what he doesn't have now that he had in Miami. If if Pat does that, does the fan base turn on him? Um, I, I think a large faction of it would. Maybe embrace it. No would, way, it, it dude. Depends I think they'd be who, pissed. It depends on who he leaves in charge and what the team looks like when he walks away. If yeah. the team looks like it does right now, fan yeah, base is gonna be pissed. Yeah, that's a tough spot. You're right about that. It, it ain't happening anyway, though. It's yeah, just a it, Twitter rumor. It, it's what these, and it's not one of mine, so it has no legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not saucy nugget certified. All right, are we going to talk about how Derek Jones Jr. should be starting over Rodney Magruder? Alf's crusade against poor Rodney. I don't have a crusade against poor Rodney. I have a crusade against Rodney playing a lot of minutes. Okay, so this will kind of tie in. You said you wanted to shoot your fucking face. Yeah, shoot me in the... Are you going to write that down? Can I say it again? Shoot me in the fucking face with Rodney Magruder starting. He's been playing less minutes lately. A lot less minutes, which is good. We're off to a good start. And less defense. Oh my god! Hold on, wait a second. The, they keep the, putting him on these fast little point guards because he's small. It's not working. It's not. He can't guard anybody. He's and a he's, he's a he's a tryhard defender. They just need to find he he can't because they have an excess at point like at guard. He can never guard the people he's supposed to guard. Yeah, y'all think he's like man? I ain't ever shot this much in my entire life. Like his arms are tired because he's taking so many shots so far this year. So that I have no hard. idea. I, like, I, I, I feel so bad because I know he's trying. He's trying a little hard out, but Jesus, it's just so like and because they don't put they put justice on the best offensive player on the other side, and usually it's one of the larger wings, right? Then. Josh Richardson takes who he takes, and then the little speedy point guard is always left. Like Trey Young is poor Rodney Magruder's responsibility, oh my, and, and, and Trey Young is like, "Oh, look, free lunch! Like, let's go." Which like, is not fair to Rodney. It's, it's not just, fair to Rodney. Rodney should be coming out and guarding like the other team's third string shooting guard, and so he can flourish like how he's supposed to. You think it's going to be better when they insert Dion and they remove Magruder, and that's the switch, and it ain't Derrick Jones Jr. So who's playing small forward? Josh Richardson's back at small forward again? I don't like that. I kind of think that everyone... Justice guard the threes. Why would you do that to me, Leif? Like, why? Something that Rohan said on the podcast... Just intuitive feeling. The last 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 normal show we did, Rohan said on the podcast having Dion guard threes, which I'm surprised nobody called him out on because that sounds like a horrible idea, and that's going to be a problem. Dion's a really good defender. He's a good defender, but he's also really small. He is small. And I just think that that's going to be an issue going forward. Like, they're not going to have – like, they already – something that we don't talk about enough is that they've kind of corrected the size issue they by starting just as that point guard. They 1,000% did. And I knew you, you were talking about it for so long, and I dismiss you like I normally do your opinions. But you were so right about how small this team – like, when they were ro- ro- rolling out Goron and RMG and all these guys in the starting lineup, they were so tiny, a bunch of little guards. And now with Justice, that point guard is great, except when you get to the three position. But that's all, that's like, been their biggest hole. That's why you put Derrick Jones Jr. at the three, and, like, you have the longest, biggest lineup like you've ever seen in your life. It's, it'd be great. The problem I see there is just, like, the non-shooting factor, especially when you have Hassan. Like, I don't know, Justice, Hassan, and... Listen, Derrick Jones And DJJ don't play a lot together. Deadly from the corners, all right? And Rodney Magruder hasn't been hitting shit lately. So. They oddly have not replaced Luol Dang since he left. And that has been a big hole for them. Like just they that. With Derek Jones Jr. That 3-4 hybrid that can play a little, that can play mostly three, but when you need him to play four, it can play four. That sounds like JJ that first year, but it ain't that, worked out like that since. But he's more of a four, I think. At this point, I think he's yeah, a four. But, he's a full-time four. That first four. year, he was in such good shape that he was quick enough and diligent enough on defense like he could move his feet, and he was crafty enough to guard threes. I, I think he's getting back there, man. I really do. Yeah, I sure. think he's he's making strides. Like He doesn't bother me as much anymore. He hasn't thrown the ball into the fourth <laughs> row in a few weeks. He doesn't bother you. <laughs> That's what I think. No, listen, I, li- I literally watch games. He's and such I just, a big man, Al. Certain guys just bother the shit out of me. 
And like now it's it's down to a smaller number than it used to be. Like Not I know that Alex and me. like you know, and I we were I was tweeting about this yesterday about how kind of, you know, now being more involved in, you know, being with heat players and stuff like that, you know, it's a little different how we tweet and how we talk. And I, I remembered standing next to JJ because uh, Alex Solana, a uh, producer at 560 WQAM, was getting sound from JJ. And I'm standing next to him. And I was like, man, James Johnson is an enormous physical specimen that is built as a hell. And he could just grab me by the head and rip it off. And these are just like massive men. Like we're talking about James Johnson getting in the right seat. Listen, if Ira can talk shit about these guys, I can. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean I have to admit, when I walked up to Hassan in Atlanta, I looked at him, I'm like, damn, that's a big ass dude. You <laughs> shouldn't be saying some of the shit that I said. Um, I didn't apologize or nothing. But I have but you you're right in that I do not tweet maybe the same exact way. <laughs> yeah. Like and like, they're just massive people, but, and you don't real like. I don't know how Kelly can sit in chairs. Like Kelly Olynyk sitting in front of us, and I was like, "Wow, that looks uncomfortable." Just to sit down as such a big fucking human. It's, now, not, but, as, it's not as much that they're that they're big. It's more that like you actually interview them, and you see, and they're like, "Oh wait, they're human." Yeah, there you go. You well, because I got the chance to talk to Rodney, and Rodney's like the nice. I love Rodney. Rodney McGrew has feelings, and I'm constantly screaming <laughs> to shoot me in the face. And I, li- but that's the thing. I like Rodney. I think he's miscast as a starting small forward. Like, is that wrong? Like, yeah. Sometimes I use colorful language to say that, but this is also a podcast. Like, no one just wants to hear me say. Rodney Magruder shouldn't play the three, and then nothing, dead air. Rodney Magruder has not been put in positions to succeed. I really believe that. We'd have a 15-minute podcast every week if that's what we did. That sounds like some other Heat podcast I've heard. I was going to make the <laughs> I was gonna make the lockdown joke, but I love Wes and David so much. <laughs> Me too. Like, just, like guys, shit. like you should listen to Lockdown Heat because they're legit. Like, Wes is one of the smartest guys covering the Heat, and David. If David's you want, like, scary. real analysis. and yeah, not- They dive deep. They dive deep. They've dived deep, unlike us. Like we're making we're making jokes and we're making memes, and those guys yeah, are out probably there. better guests than us now. Too. Yeah, they get, they had Doris Burke. You know, we get Rohan for the ninth time. Hey, let Ro- me tell Ro- you, my, Ro- my Rohan eye- is on with Mannix like once a week now, man. I know, That's dude. We, we, my eye test stuff has been panning out analytically. All right, so <laughs> it always has, right? Not always, not always, but lately, like I I was the first one that was like, yo. This, this point justice thing is incredible for Josh Richardson. And then later, Nikaias has this whole thread of offensive rating and defense. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I said this like. Him and his 10,000 followers are taking credit for your discovery. Like, right? I'm like, I did it in like 130 characters. You, yeah, you G- have a 14 tweet thread about it. Yeah, so, Gianni, Gianni, in the club, is it about the eye test or the analytics? The analytics. <laughs> Alf, when you're in the club, is about the eye test of you. And life is for me. Like I have, like I'm what texting the- girls and I'm asking her group chat. I was like, I don't know what to say. How should I answer this? I don't know what to do. Oh, he she sent there- me a picture. I don't know how to answer. Back- He's coming back to the pe- the bench for an after timeout play, bro. Yeah, exactly. I, I need I need an ATO. Like I need I need advice. Stop like you pick and roll on a napkin. I was asking my friends if I should send someone a gym selfie. If that was a douche move or not. Oh my! What are you? I doing? didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I'm a different person. It, it's very, it's very confusing. Wait, you got a bumble hit? I got a bubble hit, and I was, I was debating whether or not to send her a gym selfie. I didn't. I didn't like the gym selfie I took. Why would you also, send her a gym selfie? Like, what do you think you're proving her? Is that she sends me like pictures a lot, and I feel bad because I never send her a picture back. And I was like, I should probably. Send Women her a don't expect back. pictures back from you. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, thank God! I hate Just taking selfies. one of them pictures of you with the flowers in the background. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Oh no, you of Kumiko. <laughs> Should I send her a picture of me and my uh, me yeah. and the anime cutouts? No, no, don't do no, that. Like in one of them fields, you got a bunch of photos. <laughs> <laughs> when he was in Japan, it no, I send, her, send her a picture of you of Ethan. <laughs> Is that Ethan Chase Golnick at the watch parties? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, like when when girls send you pic- Leif, back me up on this. When girls send you pictures, they're not expecting pictures back. Like nah, they want comments. They want they want they, feedback. They just want compliments. I don't think they're sending a bunch of selfies back. Like, I haven't sent anything back, but I, I don't know. I felt bad. I was like, does she want? Does she expect? You didn't say nothing, huh? Compliments. You, you I don't leave her on red. Like just, <laughs> just and a lot of times all you have to do is like emojis, a couple of eggplants. 
Don't do the fa- uh, the the happy face with the hard eyes. They take that really seriously. I've made that mistake. What What does that mean? What What do you mean? Because you start throwing out hearts, love. They get real emotional oh, about don't it. Don't do that. No hearts. No I did hearts. that. I did that yesterday. Was that bad? Oh Jesus Christ! I said you three. You gotta marry her now. I don't. Yeah. Want to. <laughs> Yo, you should pop the question. <laughs> hey, I know this is sudden, but <laughs> that will be. You not a sports fan. <laughs> It would either propose or send you a selfie. Do you know Anthony Chang of the Palm Beach Post? He's my friend. Kind of. And by friend, I mean he avoids me. Is he still at the Palm Beach Post? He's at the Herald, though. Who gets track this anymore? I do. It's crazy. It's like, you know. Shando Richards is my friend on Facebook. That's what I tell girls. (laughs) Where does he write? Athletic. Athletic. I was like, is is it the Post? I don't know. I'm confused. I'm close personal friends with him. Where's Tom D'Angelo? He still the post. He doesn't write yeah, heat. Well, I was like, yeah. <laughs> they don't write heat at all, actually. So. This is like this is like the beginning of the season when you see like, oh, you know, Devin Harris is a buck. Like, whoa, where'd you come from? Are you familiar with <laughs> like George? Carl Williams got traded to the Bulls today, and he got cut, dude. Wave. He got yeah. traded for cash and got cut. I once hosted drive time with Ethan Skolnick. <laughs> Yo, you remember when Michael Carter Williams dropped that triple double in the first game of the season against? Dude, us? I was so mad. That was on my birthday. That ruined my birthday. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? And why can't LeBron and Dwayne do anything about it?" Now he can't. Now he can't get a job. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a start. Triple double, first day of the season, beat but, the big three. Heat. Were they coming off a chat? No, they weren't coming off a championship. Don't forget though. That's that's he was an asset. Seventy sixers tanked for him. He's he's uh, he's one of the process. So it are we mad? Years. Are we mad at Thibs for getting fired now? <laughs> which, by the yes. way, got fired after a win, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> he won by like twenty, and they pulled him <laughs> in the office. He was playing the like, starters yeah, up twenty-five. Yo, yeah, no, that. But you heard um, Jeff Teague was like visibly upset that they <laughs> were still in too. the game with five minutes left, up twenty-five. Like, he held my fantasy team out. What are you talking? He'd be about? like, damn, like, bro, bro, just trying to kill me. Injury. What are you doing? Coach trying to kill me. Is that that's probably why they fired him, right? No, I, th- I think he wasn't just because him. of that. Nah, I mean, no, that I must have been the last straw. I think that he lost the locker room, like just completely lost. Them. From what I, what I read from the athletic, it looked like the CEO um, just pretty much had it with him. Like it, 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 was, it had to do more of business than an actual like talent management. It had to do more of like the way that just was reacting around the entire franchise like his presence oh, the, the whole the, the fan base was like yeah the win, though? Like, I don't even think I don't, I'm kind of curious what their season well, not their season tickets what their ticket sales are this year am I the only one that still pays attention to our fantasy basketball league we have a fantasy basketball league yeah are you in it I don't think Leif so. is in it and I was playing Leif and he beat me that week and he had Steph Curry on the bench the entire week <laughs> and like I was actually That's- trying that's I've done culture. fantasy with Leif before. I know I you know I know that Leif doesn't yeah, check. Yeah. Certain things just slip through the cracks, and that's one of them fantasy <laughs> basketball. I want two fantasy football leagues though. Who's this? The Bulls are twenty ninth right now in the league in attendance. Yeah, that's why Tibbs is gone. There's your reason. Oh, I just got another point in fantasy basketball. You guys are so lame. Twenty fifth um... in terms of percentage. The Heat have always done pretty well with the tent, like sales, but the stadium at times looks rather embarrassing. Listen, I'm going to tell you why. I was in that Doers Lounge the other day, and if I went, had a season tickets and access to the Doers Lounge, I would never sit in my seat. Like, there's like this crazy like prime rib buffet up there, and like it's you went with amazing. Alex, right? I should have gone. You should have yeah. said, yeah, Alf, Alf just like I have tickets to the game. You didn't mention they were Doers Lounge tickets. I would have canceled oh. plans. I always get good tickets. Shout out to Kit Monahan. Shout out. Give out tickets. Avid listener. To the Lounge. Big fan. She's the best. So, get her 11th you know, right now in the league. Pretty yeah, everyone's at the Doers Lounge drunk. <laughs> the Heat, since they've started, like, kind of, you know, got their act together, they've played a lot of really good teams, and they've either kept it close Actually, or they've out- third. outright beat them. Like Houston, Milwaukee played a close game against the Lakers. Played a close game against the Raptors. Toronto, yeah, to, yeah, like the Magic, their daddies. They finally overcame the ma- the hump of humps. Like, I put a I put it out there. At one point, the only team with a better record over the last ten games before the Atlanta game was the Bucks. 
They were nine and one in their last ten. The Heat were eight and two. The only team the Bucks lost to was the Heat. So, like, I'm not trying to say that they're as good or better than the Bucks. I'm just trying to say what they've been doing lately is super impressive. In a hard right? part of the schedule, because they've played they've played a lot of hard teams on the road as well. If they were just like 500 at home, but they're fixing that. Like they've honestly had a, they had a really good homestand. They're about to you know they're they're coming home to play the Nuggets, which is another really good team. And if that that'd be an incredible win for them if they can get that win at home. I mean, they beat the Clippers. They beat the Clippers. Like they have a lot of quality wins lately, and a lot of really terrible losses, like 32 Atlanta. But what 40. I'm saying is that I think recently, like since they got their act together, they haven't had a lot of those really bad losses. They're like. Other than the Utah game, which felt anomalous, and then this other this hot game, which like was just like yeah, Utah and Atlanta are the two games like you don't take anything from those. Those are just yeah. like super weird. Like there's no reason. Like if you, you you can't go back and look at those games and find like okay, this is where it went wrong. It's just like everything went wrong. Like toss and the when, film out. Like yeah, when whenever happened. they when they have that much of a problem scoring, like that's what it's gonna look like. When it'll happen. Hit, it'll happen. Yeah, because they have to hit like 11, 12 threes just to make up for all the, you know, the other empty possessions that they have because they're not a good – and the fact that they don't have a lot of possessions. So if they're not hitting over, you know, double-digit threes in a game, like there's no way they're going to win that game. It's just a – but but like over this stretch at a time that we thought and Ethan was one of the loudest saying, oh, the schedule's going to get harder, guys. They're going to lose all their games. They're bad. No playoff team. You know, Miami sports. <laughs> that voice right there. Bad place. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, now they're they're good and they're reliable and they're like the surest thing in the market again. And why? Because I cannot believe he slipped a 10, yo. Hey, everybody. Seth Levitt and OJ McDuffie of The Fish Tank here, but we're not diving in with a great story right now. Instead, we want to tell you about an incredibly fun upcoming charity event benefiting the Jason Taylor Foundation. That's right, Big Seth. Wiffle Blast. Man, I can't wait. I know you're fired up, Juice. The third annual Wiffle Blast presented by Funky Buddha Brewery and Sports Chiropractic and Natural Health Solutions will take place on Saturday, January 19th at Pine Trails Park in Parkland. Man, you guys do a great job with this event. I played last year with my son and a couple friends, and we really had a blast from the competition to the home run derby to the kids zone it was just a perfect day from start to finish do i still have time to get my team in yeah we got you juice we still have room for a few more teams as well and since the five reasons sports network is a media partner for the event the foundation is offering 100 dollars off the cost of a team if you use they the have code. a team yeah they have a team ethan and those guys i mean there's some studs on i can't roster. wait to play them we'll put you guys in the same division All right, that's what's up so we're gonna put five reasons and juice in the same division and if you sign up now you can be in that division as well and get a hundred dollars off the cost of a team if you use the code five reasons that's the number five reasons and the best part of it all oj is that your donation will help support children battling cancer as well as pediatric emergencies yeah you know that's what matters most absolutely it is for more information visit jasontaylorfoundation.org or call 954-424-0799 ethan get that arm warmed up hey this is Parrish from the light skin opinions podcast and if you haven't been listening to our show, you've been missing stuff like this. Better, uh, better super light skin or white buddy on your team. Tyler Johnson, right? Or the little dude who played backup point guard for, for the Sixers. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, McConnell? Yes. Nah, I'll, I'll go with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he's in, yeah John. I got I'm taking McConnell. Really? Hell yeah, McConnell's nah. strong, dog. And he looked he looked like one of them all right dudes. He looked like it, but he's strong. He don't yeah, turn maybe. the ball over. I don't like Johnson, but I don't really like McConnell. Either. But you put the ball in McConnell's hands. He comes off the bench for Philly, and he handles their whole team when he's in the game. Like it runs through him. He's the he's the legit. I can't PG. rock with that haircut, man. Oh, uh, y'all some haters on the on, even on though the TJ, even though TJ got some fucked up haircuts too. TJ got bad teeth and everything. He looked like yeah, a, he looked like an Amish. Hoodlum. That one changed my vote. I'm going McConnell. Yeah, let's go McConnell. Hey. Join me, Alf, and Chris every week on the Light Skinned Opinions Podcast, only on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.